0: A prime time with Clarissa Montero replay from Money FM 89.3.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee with Catherine. Today in the studio with us, we have Dr. Lim Chien Wei, a senior family physician at Healthway Medical Group. Now, it's common for people to feel normal and healthy while the diabetes is progressing. There are some symptoms which may be brushed off easily at first, but may point towards possible diabetes or a pre diabetes condition. Here to tell us more, especially since it was recently World Diabetes Day on November 14th, is Dr. Lim Chien Wei, senior family physician at Healthway Medical Group. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me, Catherine.
1: You're most welcome. Okay, so we all know about diabetes and we know what it is. But what is pre-diabetes?
0: Before I go on to that, allow me to share with you and the listeners some of the background statistics about diabetes. Sure. Diabetes is a growing health concern in many countries, including Singapore. A report by the International Diabetes Federation showed a 10 million increase in new cases of diabetes over two years.
1: 10 million? Yes,
0: from 2015 to 2017. Wow. And this is on top of the 430 million already existed. <gasps> Of diabetics that in is the world.
1: A huge number.
0: Yes. And 60% of the diabetics are in Asia. Okay. In Singapore, we have the second highest proportion of diabetes in developed nations. Second among highest. Nation, proportion. Yes. Wow. Among the developed nations. And this is after USA.
1: Oh wow.
0: Yes. In Singapore, in a national health survey conducted in 2010, one in nine Singaporeans had type 2 diabetes. And one in seven had pre-diabetes. And another study done in 2014 showed 440,000 uh, diabetics uh, in Singapore. This and is
1: such a big problem and that's why Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong in one of his National Day rally speeches actually brought up the topic of diabetes.
0: Yes, exactly. And the war on diabetes was declared in 2016 in April. So this is a growing problem and it's... And the numbers will be projected to even increase to 1 million come 2050, if nothing's been done for diabetics in Singapore. So the numbers are pretty sobering. And so now let's define what pre-diabetes is.
1: Yes, we all know what diabetes is. And and my father actually suffers from diabetes. Oh dear. But I've never actually heard of pre-diabetes.
0: Right. Pre-diabetes is a, medi- a medical condition where a person's blood sugar level is higher than normal but not high enough to be classified as full-blown type 2 diabetes. And the diabetes that we are talking about here is the most common form of diabetes that occurs in more than 90% of the population here.
1: 90%?
0: Yes. These are usually associated with uh, obesity and uh, poor lifestyle. And we have the other types of diabetes, mainly the type 1 diabetes, which normally occur in childhood and is genetic uh, in origin. Usually, they need insulin for the rest of their life. We also have the third type of Diabetes, which is called gestational diabetes, which normally happens only in pregnancy, mm. and once uh, they delivered, uh, the mother delivered the kid, and they revert back to a normal sugar level. And type two diabetes happens because of two reasons. One is when the body does not produce enough insulin to do its work, and second reason is the body does not respond properly to the insulin, a term we call insulin resistance. Okay. And this is again associated with high body fat as the body fat's cells in the body uh, makes the body cells blind to the function of insulin.
1: Okay, so here's my question, Dr Lim. You said most diabetes is mostly related to obese people, but yes. that doesn't mean that skinny people or non-obese people don't suffer from diabetes.
0: Yes, you are right. Obesity or overweight is only one of the risk factor for having diabetes or even pre-diabetes. There are other risk factors uh, that predisposes a person from uh, to having pre-diabetes and later on diabetes. The other risk factors include having a family history of uh, a person in the family, like a parent or sibling. That would be me. <laughs> yes. Yes, and if, um, according to American Diabetes Association, if a parent has diabetes before the age of 50, the chance of the, the child having diabetes is 1 in 7. That
1: would be me again. Oh, dear. And if...
0: <laughs> The parent is diagnosed to have diabetes after the age of 50, then the chance goes down to 1 in 13. Okay. But if both parents have diabetes, then your chance is 1 in 2, which one is in 50%. Two. Yes, that's pretty high.
1: It is very, very high. Okay. So, what are some of the symptoms that we should look out for in pre diabetes?
0: Unfortunately, um, there are no symptoms in pre diabetes. And because there are no obvious symptoms, during pre-diabetes, a lot of people would have not noticed them or would, uh, would not have gone for regular checkups. And however, we know that people who are prone to pre-diabetes have one or more of the risk factors, some of which I already mentioned. Uh, they are having a family history, whether a parent or sibling having diabetes. Uh, when you are older age, say 40 and above, uh, you have sedentary lifestyle, you're overweight having a history of high blood pressure as well as high cholesterol and of course the history of gestational diabetes.
1: So then how, doctor, do you diagnose pre-diabetes if there are no obvious symptoms?
0: Exactly. So exactly because we do not have any uh, symptoms of of pre-diabetes or rather of diabetes, are only known known factors, then we should encourage people to go for screening early and regularly.
1: Which brings me to my next question. What are some regular important health screenings that we need to take note of?
0: Health screening for pre-diabetes? We normally recommend two kind of blood tests. One is called a fasting blood glucose. This is done when a person fasts overnight, say for 8 to 10 hours. No food, no drinks, just plain water. And the next morning, uh, a blood sample is taken. And if the result comes back between 6.1 to 6.9 millimoles per litre, he is considered to have pre-diabetes. And the other test, which is the gold standard and we usually recommend for those who have pre-diabetes is the oral glucose tolerance test, which is also known as the sugar challenge test. Under the same condition of overnight fasting, the patient takes a blood or rather his a blood sample is taken and given a very sweet sugar drink. And two hours later, another blood sample is taken. And if the result comes back after the two hour and the reading is between 7.8 to 11.0 millimoles per litre, he is also deemed to have pre-diabetes.
1: Alright, so what are, you know, what are the risk factors of developing type 2 diabetes if pre-diabetes is not managed properly?
0: So we have said that uh, pre-diabetes usually have no symptoms. Yeah. Unlike type 2 diabetes, which when a patient has and has been diagnosed, they usually come with a few of these symptoms. Having increased thirst, increased urination, feeling more tired easily, and increased hunger. Mm. And also, they have poor, uh, rather blurring of vision, as well as poor wound healing. So, when they present with these symptoms, the doctor will suspect that he has diabetes and a blood test will be done to confirm the diagnosis.
1: Okay, so, for example, if you find out that you are one of those that have prediabetes, what sort of measures can we take to reverse pre-diabetes?
0: Is there any? (laughs) Very good question. And the good news or very good news is that pre-diabetes can be reversed. That's great. Um, If one can adhere to some simple lifestyle changes, such as losing weight or maintaining a healthy weight, becoming more physically active. More exercise. Yes, that's it. More exercise. And as well as um, to control and to eat right. And that will help you to be on the road to reversing it. A study was done in the US that, that showed that if a pre-diabetic increases his exercise level as well as lose 5-7% to 7% of the body weight, the rates of progress from pre-diabetes to diabetes could be halved. So that's very encouraging. And we do encourage people who may have one of these risk factors to go for screening regularly and early with the blood test.
1: What is regularly? How often should we go?
0: Right. If you have at least one or more risk factors at age 18 above, go and see the doctor. Get the blood test done. If you have no risk factors and you're above 40 years old, we do encourage you to go for a blood test too.
1: What about younger people, those in their 20s and say early 30s? Should they be going for screenings?
0: Well, they could do a diabetic risk assessment first. Okay. before they decide to seek a consult with the doctor. So this can be found in the website called Let's Beat Diabetes Stroke DRA. Uh, through the form, they can find out whether they are at risk of having prediabetes or not at risk. So some of the questions that they ask would include your age, uh, your weight, which is your BMI, uh, family history of having diabetes, as well as blood pressure, having blood, high blood pressure. So with after filling in the uh, completing the questionnaire, the results will come back, whether you're at risk or not at risk. At, if you're not at risk, then we advise you to go for screening at least once in three years. But if you're at risk, please see the doctor to confirm whether you have pre-diabetes or not.
1: Okay, so what advice do you have for Singaporeans for this fight against diabetes?
0: Well, well we all know that we could reverse pre-diabetes by some simple lifestyle measure. Being aware of your risk factors and doing screening regularly and early. Eating right. Eating right means having food in moderation, consuming less uh, sh- uh, sugary stuff, as well as saturated animal fats, and more whole grains as well as fruits and vegetables.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Lim Wade. He is a senior family physician at Healthway Medical Group.
0: My pleasure.